Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Glory to God. Well, we are in righteousness. Hallelujah. And I'm going to ask you some serious questions tonight about your position in righteousness. And I want to see your response. And I'm going to ask you questions I want you to ask yourself. Are, are you righteous? Do you really believe that about yourself? Do you really, do you, do you see yourself as um, unworthy or having to earn right standing with God? Did, have you embraced this um, righteous position by faith and not by works? Do you know the truth about what righteousness says about you? Um, I think lack of understanding righteousness is one of the greatest problems in the body of Christ because everything's kind of connected to it. Um, Satan's working overtime to make sure you do not get this revelation. I can tell you that. You know, it's funny. Um, when I was at Rama, the first class they give you the first year is righteousness. Because they, they, they got an understanding there as a Bible school student, I think, where they know, like, bro, if you don't get this revelation on righteousness, you may never really grab on to the next season of what they're going to say to you. So they got that as a foundational right there. Boom. Read the books. Read, read the E.W. Kenyon, Two Kinds of Righteousness. Get Brother Copeland's righteousness book. See what Brother Hagin said about it. Come on, man. You got it. We're writing right now, next year, that we're writing the book on righteousness. This is what we're writing. We'll have it ready for conference. Because I was like, man, first week I taught this, I was like, these people are looking at me like, what are you saying, man? Is that really me? I was like, you better believe it, baby. It's you. Let's get this thing. Satan's trying to convince you that you don't have any right to anything. He's a loser, and he wants you to be a loser like him, but you're a winner. He's going to try to bring you um, and, and, and um, manipulate it. It's going to try to like be like, well, you know, it ain't that easy. He's going to bring the religiosity of it to be like, well, you know, if it's that easy, why doesn't anybody else have it? And then the biggest problem I see with right, well, some of you know the biggest problems, uh, we're not really awoken to it. So what happens is it's really like this. I see it being a massive problem like, like this. Um, well, if it's that easy, why doesn't everybody around me have that revelation? Or, you know, like if I'm going to get every prayer answered, that hasn't worked. I don't see that working for nobody. I don't know. I don't know if we've really indoctrinated ourselves enough to tip the scale to be so righteousness conscious that we've all lost the place of sin consciousness. You know what I mean? So, I mean, if we could go, if we can go full throttle into righteousness, and you know, you're not going to go like, like, you're not going to get too extreme in righteousness. There's no way. Because it's unlimited free gift of God's grace and mercy and position and power. Man, you can't, you can't miss this thing. So I don't, I think we just haven't renewed ourselves to this. Um, there's a whole bunch of different doctrinal messed up things going on in the body of Christ where it's works related. But it, as a Christian, it's critical to understand that I'm the righteous guy. And I'll tell you another thing. Once we open this door to this thing, um, 
embrace it, uh, renew our mind to it, get a consciousness of it, walk in the authority of it. I just talked about this, submitting to it. To, what was that, last Sunday, Sunday before? I talked about submitting to righteousness. If you don't submit to this, it's already done. It's not like you don't have to do nothing to get it. You got to believe it, but you, you have to submit to the revelation of righteousness. Otherwise, you'll do without it. So let's just keep talking about what is it? Um, what is righteousness, right? Um, in other words, it's not this goody-goody kind of, you know, like, oh, righteousness is being a goody-goody with God. You know what I mean? No, nah, that ain't what I'm saying, right? right? Um, or it's an action, right? We would think, well, if you're in right standing with God, it's, you know, you're a goody-goody with God, your behavior is right, you're this, that's right. But the word literally translated means in right standing with God. We have been put in right standing with God through the works of Jesus, not the works of you. Okay? So that's a simple way to get it. What is righteousness? It is what? Right standing with God through the action of Jesus going to the cross and paying the price for my sin so that I can be put in right standing. We've been put in right standing with God through what Jesus has done on the cross. And when you accept what Jesus has done in the cross, we slip into that new birth experience, okay? And then that new birth experience, right, has now what? Allowed us to enter into the kingdom of heaven through Jesus, right? A joint heir with Christ. So we're in connection with Jesus, and now it's critical for me to understand that I am righteousness came from my connection to Jesus. So let's do it like this. We were outside of it because of sin. And, you know, somebody asked me a question the other day. Well, you know, you got to believe so many uh, components before you can get to the understanding of what took place. If you don't understand this whole overview, it, sometimes it can get muddy because we don't get it. We, we were in Adam. You know, I, I've been saying this, and I mean, I think it's really good. Okay, well, I'm in me. Nah, nah, not really. You were in me, and the, the whole human race was in Adam in the beginning. Okay, so when Adam sinned and transgressed, and a lot of people ask me that question, they go, well, you know, what do you, what do you mean? Well, he sinned and transgressed. You know what I'm saying? And what does that mean? Well, he, 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 his, his sin had caused a setback. The setback was man was separated from God, but in that place, he gave dominion to the devil, and the devil at that very moment became the God of the world because Adam was the God of the world. So then what happens is Jesus came and did all the restoration process through redemption. We understand that. But what God is saying to us and me and you is this. is like, okay, you guys were made righteous. Let's just say this. When he lost dominion, he lost righteousness. When he lost that place, he lost righteousness. Everything Adam lost in the garden was basically part of us losing our righteousness. We were separated. Sin, shame, guilt, blame, all this nonsense comes in. So we go, all right, time out, pause. So then the new birth in Christ 
makes us righteous. And that's 2 Corinthians. Remember we read it? We don't have to go there. But he said, to him who knew no sin became sin so that we could be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Sin entered into the world through one man's disobedience, Adam, but righteousness entered in with life and peace for the other people that are for, through Jesus Christ of, of redemption, right? Righteousness, redemption. We received that. So in Adam, we had death, destruction, demise, demoralization, just a mess. In Christ, we got freedom and stuff. So now as a Christian walks through the earth, identification with either Adam or Jesus produces the results in your life. So Jesus doesn't have any shame. Jesus doesn't have any guilt. Jesus doesn't have any blame. Now, why is that? Because he didn't do anything to have that. You can have that same freedom. You can say, but Pastor Chris, you don't know all the boneheaded things I did. doesn't make a difference. If you can identify with Jesus, you can have power over your flesh. You can have power over your mind. You can have power over your thinking. You can have power over your life. You can walk in utter victory. Now, man, that will help you. Amen? I believe that wholeheartedly. Glory to God. So, listen this. It's critical that we understand this. Okay? So, you have to put faith in the revelation of righteousness. Knowing the truth about it is awesome. Having faith for it is the key to experiencing it. Okay? So, I can know it, but I got to have faith for it. Faith is a force. Okay? Love is a force. Hope is a force. Righteousness is a force. If you're walking in love, you're seeing things different. If you're walking in faith, you're seeing things different. If you're walking in this, you're seeing. But if you start, let's just say this. If you start understanding that righteousness is a force to transform the way you think, you're in a whole, you're in a brand new spot, man. You are killing it. Because what happens is uh, something powerful starts happening in your life. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm the righteous God in Christ Jesus. So when I pray, it's as good as Jesus praying. You know, when I go cast out devils, it's as good as Jesus casting out devils. I go do this. I go pray. To, I'm telling you, you got to get the understanding. If, you're, if you can um, undo the wrong thinking and you could just separate from religious thinking and you could allow your real true God-given identity to come through and figure out who you really are and you could really learn about righteousness, you will have dominion in the earth because that's what like let's just say everything adam lost in the fall righteousness gives us back in life so if you get right man you got dominion man you're walking around like jesus in the earth which you should be because you're in right standing with jesus you're joint heir you're a co-heir so write these down some i started thinking hindrances would be better to look at than benefits not in a weird way because like well what do you mean i just think it's going to make more sense Write this down, point number one, Romans 3.22. Romans 3.22, just write it down, King James is great. Okay, and I think it's going to help you get a greater understanding. I mean, I know it's going to help you get a greater understanding because it's, it, it, it lets us understand that there's not an earning responsibility. So Romans 3.22, we are what? The righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. So even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto us all. Right? Right? So 
we basically are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And it's true to everyone who believes, no matter who we are. Now, I'll give you a different way to look at this. If you want to look at this in the, um, you can put it in the Amplified Classic or something like that. Just let them get a different feel for it. But that is basically what it is saying, okay? We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ, right? Look at this, right? Namely, the righteousness of God, which comes by believing with personal trust and confidence and reliance on Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And it is what? For all whom believe, for there is no distinction. Isn't that awesome? So he's not distinction. So I want you to just hear what I'm saying. We are made, so Romans 3.22 says it like this. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. We are made right with God the moment we placed our faith in Jesus Christ. Good. And this is true to everyone who believes, no matter who you are. So that's what I'm saying. So right now, you take away the, I'm a, I'm a jacked up sinner. Doesn't make a difference who you are. Faith in Jesus makes you righteous. So you say, Pastor Chris, you're talking about the most vile, doesn't make a difference, the biggest sinner in the world, the moment he places his faith in Jesus, he is made righteous and stays righteous for eternity. Now, here's the question. Do you struggle with that? Do you struggle with, you know, the good enough mentality? Well, I'm not good enough for that. Nobody said you got to be good, you got to be saved. I don't know if I'm that good to be blessed like that and have favor like that. Nobody said you got to be good. You got to be saved. You know? Well, I'm, I'm working on it. Working on what? Are you saved or not? I'm telling you, you can't earn righteousness because then it's what? What did we tell you? If you earn it, it's, it's, it's a debt. Come on, we've been reading these scriptures. You know what I mean? It's a debt. Remember Romans... Um, Let's look at Romans, uh, you, could, you could even, let's look at 321. Let's look at Romans 321, because the, I should have maybe given you that one first, but whatever, right? Hope, hope, you're already righteous. Romans 321 is simple, right? King James is great when you get there. You might be thinking, I don't feel it. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifest, being witnessed by the law and the prophets but now the righteous god without the law what do you mean without the law the, the righteousness without rules and regulations is a free gift received by faith now that right there second corinthians second corinthians 5 21 you can go there i'm a new creature in christ so the new birth has given us new creature realities the new creature in christ is made the righteousness of god in christ jesus 2 Corinthians 5.21 makes more sense now because you're born again. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now stop right there. For he hath made him to be sin, Jesus, who knew no sin, Jesus, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Jesus. So when you got in Jesus, you were made the righteousness of God. Yes, sir, who knew no sin, were made righteous. Woo, come on, somebody. So we, 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 because of what Jesus did, come on, you see it? Have become new creatures. Are you born again? Then you're a new creature in Christ. If you're a new creature in Christ, you're in Christ. If you're in him, you're made righteous. Then you're right with God. 
Now, there might be some things in your life you need to change, but you're still right with God. I'm going to say that again. There might be some things in life you need to change, but I am still right with God. I'm right with God, but there's some things in life I got to change. So if I got problems with unforgiveness, or I got problems with being angry, or I got problems with whatever, stay here. I'm right with God. I'm right with God. I'm right with God, but there's some things I got to work on. Change. There's some growth. There's some stuff, but I'm right with God. You see it? People think, like, I got to get cleaned up to be right with God. No, you're right with God, and there's some things I got to work on. Not I work on things, and then I'm right with God. Simple, man. But try to transform your mind to that. Whew. No matter who believes. That's a miraculous truth, man. It'll change your life forever if you get it. So you got to realize that, man. It isn't righteousness is a free gift. You're righteous because God said you're righteous. Now that's a big one, man. That was last, that Sunday. Well, why am I righteous? How dare you take off for you what God tried to put on you because you don't believe it? God said you're righteous. I'm righteous because God said I'm righteous. I ain't got to vote on it. I don't have to ask you whether you think I'm righteous. Man, I'm telling you, man. Woo! Jesus got that scepter of righteousness. He did ruling and reigning in righteousness. He gave it away. So we got it because of Jesus. But you got to get a revelation of righteousness as a free gift. So write that down. Revelation of righteousness. That righteousness is a free gift. Now the devil's going to try to tell you you don't have this. He's going to try to jerk around with your mind. Well, if you right, well, you're so righteous. You know, he tries to, he's a clown. Don't listen to him. Um, but you got to take your place. Now, here's the thing. Somebody might be like, well, you know, if you take that place, you, you're arrogant. No, you're righteous. Righteous is not arrogance. Righteousness is a position that you need to take. Walk in it. Learn it. Live it. Speak it. Woo, come on. Get excited about it. And number two, uh, point number one was, I didn't even tell you what point number one was. I got all excited, right? There's no way in the world it's possible for anybody to achieve righteousness by earning it. There's no way, man. So stop. Stop trying to earn it. And I know people think like, well, I'm not trying to earn it. Well, then... Uh, okay, you don't think you're trying to earn it a little bit? A lot of times people are, man. And what I mean by that is like, you don't willfully get up and go, well, I'm trying to earn the righteousness of God today. No, what you do is like this. My behavior stinks, and therefore God might not do something for me because my behavior stinks. That's earning it. See, I think like when I was saying it the one Sunday, you know, people are looking at me like, well, I'm not trying to earn righteousness. You look at your behavior pattern, you are. You know what I mean? All of us are, a little bit. Like, well, you know, my, my prayer life ain't that great. What's that got to do with righteousness? And what's that got to do with God answering my prayers? Oh, I'm a believer. You know, I, I haven't prayed in tongues a lot. So, you know, I might not, you know, no. What's that got to do with your, your righteousness? What's that got to do with your prayers? That ain't got nothing to do with that. See, this is what I'm saying. Your, your, your natural human weaknesses does not affect your righteous position. 
So, well, what? Here's the spin. You ready? Go slow. Well, why is righteousness so important? You're going to have confidence, man. If you've got a righteousness understanding, you've got a confidence that's over the top. If you've got a righteous understanding, you're walking in here like Jesus Christ, man. You're not playing. Like, I'm walking around like balling. What do you mean? You're walking in there like Jesus Christ. Because you are. And when you got those in him realities so pounded into your DNA, you don't expect nothing less but God's best. Sin consciousness robbing the world of the position that Christ wants them to have. So you got to annihilate sin consciousness once and for all. That's Romans 8 and 1. Go to Romans 8 and 1. They need to see this one. Right? You saying, well, you know, I don't know, Pastor Chris. You know, I got, sometimes I got, uh, I got you know, I, I don't feel it. Who cares what you feel? This ain't about feel. This is about faith. Now, there's no condemnation. Look at Romans 8 1. There is therefore now no condemnation. Like the way I'm like rocking. I have a, a, a like, this is kind of fun. Kind of keeps me moving. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Oh my God. There is therefore now no condemnation if you're in Christ. Walk in the spirit. What do you mean? When you understand you're righteous, you're in a whole other play for hell. Why? I got no condemnation. I don't feel condemned about nothing. Woo! God, God, every, I'm telling you, man, every time you start rolling towards this, your thinking is going to try, them thoughts are coming from the enemy. Like, you better not, man, you condemn. Con, there's therefore now no condemnation. No condemnation means you're not going to, and condemn doesn't mean you're beating yourself up, but you just don't feel less than. You're not a less than Christian. You're not a less than. You're not a less than. You know what I mean? Well, I'm waiting on these promises. You're not a less than promise keeper. You're not a less than Christian. You're not a less than, less than, less than this, less than that. Cut it out. You know, oh, you know, Satan tries to remind you all the ugly things you did. Oh, look at you. Don't, don't expect to get unworthiness, all that sin, shame, guilt. That's sin consciousness. Being focused on your shortcomings. Being focused on the things you do not do. Sin consciousness. Sin consciousness. But I tell you what the scripture said. Come on. You got the grace of God to be created in righteousness. You got the understanding of it. Ain't it cool? And God's grace did it. You didn't listen, man. But here's the key. This is why I think it's so important to look at it the way I say it. Because it's like, receive the free gift. Well, that's kind of hard if you just go, receive the free gift. I don't even know what's going on. Look, man, I wasn't Adam jacking up the whole thing. But I fell with Adam because Adam jacked it up. That'd be like me and you were hanging out, right? And you go do something completely stupid, and I got I to gotta go, I got to go, all right, we're driving in your car, and all of a sudden you start driving 120 miles an hour, and we get pulled over by a cop. We both go into jail because you're a moron. Let's just say, right? Something like that. I didn't do it. I was just in the car. I'm like an accomplice to your craziness. 
and now I'm in trouble, guilty by association. You were guilty in Adam because you were in Adam because the birth of humanity was in him. That's why it's not, it doesn't look fair to the world, man. If the, the world, well, why would God, if he's good, send innocent people to hell? God didn't send no innocent people to hell. Let me tell you what happened. Mankind was birthed in Adam. The only way for mankind to get to heaven is to leave Adam and come on, right? And, 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 and step into Jesus. I'll prove to you with the devil. I'm going to prove the word of God to you to make understanding about what the devil said. Think of this, right? Adam is the God of the earth. Humanity is inside of Adam. Now watch this. When Jesus comes, it's different. But I want to show you what happens. Lucifer, come on, right? God did not make Satan, okay? Listen to me. He made Lucifer. Lucifer went hellbound on his own, okay? Lucifer falls, comes into the garden in this form of a serpent, and takes from Adam dominion, land lease, and really seriously, the existence of mankind. Now, how that happened, I don't know. But I could prove it to you because we were in Adam. When Jesus meets the devil, speaking to him through people in the New Testament, he said to them, you are of your father, the devil. Well, we were of the father, Abraham. How did we become the father of the devil? When that transfer of authority took place, mankind was transferred over into Satan's demonic power. That's why the lost people of the earth, their father is the devil. That's the Bible. Now, you might say, well, that ain't fair. No, duh. None of it's fair. That's why the church has got to get to work and go tell people the truth. That's just life. What are you going to do with it? But here's the key. So Jesus goes, it's not fair. It isn't fair. It's not fair. So he said, okay, let me equal the playing field. So God goes, let me fix this mess. That I never wanted you to get into, but Adam, you didn't listen, and now we got God in a mess, and he's got a problem. He goes to Abraham, who has now become the father of us all. Why? Because we have to have the transfer back. So Abraham believes God in his accredited righteousness and gets what Jesus was going to do on the cross in, in, in that moment in time by faith. It's all a miracle. And he goes, okay. I believe you. And he goes, you are the father. What do you think Galatians 3 is saying? And if you are what? Abraham's seed, then you're heir of the world. Your father, Abraham. That's what Abraham did. He took back the transfer of dominion, but he took, whoo, my God in heaven. He took back, he came back. He on, oh my God, you see it? He undid. So Adam had it. The devil stole it. Abraham, by faith, took it back, but only because of what Jesus did. So Jesus goes, free gift, take it. You better take it, because if you don't take it, you can't have it. My God in heaven, man, are you getting this? So Abraham said, I'll believe, and he said, okay, now you are the father of us all. Is Abraham your father? Galatians 3, guys. Yes. Then you're heir of the world according to the promise. The promise of what? The promise of Jesus. The blessing, man. The promise of increase. All of it. And he said, and what? 
transferred over. Free gift. Take it. It's grace. Why is it grace? Because it couldn't be by works. Well, why did he just do it so simple? Because if you had one ounce of work, it would be a debt that you earned and a seed that you would have to what? Say, look what I did, and then he would owe you something, and God ain't going to owe you nothing because he didn't owe you nothing in the beginning. He ain't going to owe you nothing in the end. So you receive the free gift by faith, my God in heaven. So why wouldn't you take it? Now it makes more sense because, oh, I got it now. I don't want it. Yeah, because it, now you got to write this down, understand this. It's a powerful force. Look at Romans 5.17 in the Amplified. Okay, that classic one I like. Roman, and we're almost done, so stay with me, man. You know, time flies around here. And I give you too much. I don't want to give you too much, you know. So get this, right? This is my last point. This is a powerful force. If you can get Romans 5.17 amplified in you, you could change your world, man. Woo! Man, look at this. So much more. Oh, uh, yeah, we got, you got, uh, let me see it. Uh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. For if, for if because of one man's trespass, right? Please. Okay, I can't. Oh, yeah, 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 I got it. Death reigned through that one. Much more surely when the one who received God's overflowing grace. So what does that mean? For because of one man's trespass, the whole offense came on on. Death reigned through that one, Adam. Much more will who? Those who receive God's overflowing grace. Be what? Changed. Now look at this. Much more surely were those who received God's overflowing grace unmerited favor and the free gift of righteousness reign as kings in life through one man Jesus Christ the Messiah the anointed one yeah the, I got the plus that's my fault right I put it in their classic go back to that yeah that's the one I was looking for that's why I was like got myself I got myself in the water man it was all over my head come on somebody much more look at the first half of this Ooh, surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor, right? Ooh, and a free gift of righteousness. Free gift. Reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Righteousness is a powerful force. It makes it clear in this scripture. You receive righteousness and reign as a king in life. In other words, it's like this. When you make Jesus the Lord of your life, you receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness to enable you to reign in life as a king over all circumstances. And are you, here's my question, are you reigning? Are you reigning? Then if you know you need to go to a place of understanding, you need to reaffirm righteousness in your heart, in your mind, and develop your soul to be righteousness conscious. Once you do that, your life's going to take on a whole new meaning. My God in heaven, guys, I'm telling you, I'm going to pray for you because I really believe this. 
I believe that we need to awaken. One of the scriptures says, awaken unto righteousness. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll give you that scripture and then I'll let you go. And we can maybe even talk about it. It's uh, 1 Corinthians, King James 15, 35. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15, 34, I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 34. And it says, awaken to righteousness, right? It says, awake to righteousness and sin not. Woo! For you don't have the knowledge of God. Get the knowledge of God. But here's what it says, awaken. What does it mean to awake? Become aware that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's what we got to do. Whatever it takes to get you to the place of awareness, get there. I promise you it's going to change your life. Let me pray for you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for each and every person listening. I thank you, Lord, for speaking into their life, transforming their life. Open the eyes of their understanding. Let them have eyes to see they're righteous. Let them have ears to hear they're righteous. Let them have a heart that understands they're righteous. And let them walk in righteousness like never before. We thank you for the, the value of revelation knowledge you're giving us. We thank you for the impartation of revelation knowledge you're giving us. And we thank you, Lord, that from this moment forward, we're never going to see ourselves beneath where you placed us. You placed us in the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and we are to reign as kings in the earth in righteousness, and we are going to take our place and do exactly what you said we can do and be exactly what you said we can be because of what you've done in our life. We will fight the fight of faith and renew our mind to the righteous position you've given us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and everybody said amen. Well, praise the Lord, guys. We are right around the corner. I cannot wait for our Sunday Christmas service. It's going to be awesome. Don't forget, come on out. It's going to be a supernatural time. We're going to be here this Sunday, 9, 10, 30, 11, 45, Palm Coast Campus. But I want you to get excited about spending the holidays at Relevant. I promise you it's going to be awesome. Christmas morning is going to be phenomenal. Spend some time with your family. we got the one service, so keep updated. we got New Year's Eve. We're going to come. We're going to share a word, and then we got one service. Next couple of weekends at, in the Christmas season, we're, get, we're just going to have a little bit more of an intimate time. We'll pack it in. We'll have a great time. It's going to be awesome. Stay tuned to these announcements that are coming as soon as I go, but remember this. I love you. I'm believing God's best for you, and you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and your life's going to a whole other level. I'll see you soon, and I'll see you Sunday. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.